Hello and welcome to another wonderful episode of Speaking For Him. I'm Dan Van Zalen and here's your host, Andrew Gomison. Dan, it's great to be with you and as you can hear, we have our glorious theme music back. Um, last recording session uh, through some complications, we did not. So it's really good to have our beds back and I do have some backup beds. For those who don't know technical talk, beds are simply the audio that we repeatedly use throughout the show. It comes so, from the word embedded. Hint, hint. So another uh, behind-the-scenes factoid as we dig in to the Speaking for Him podcast. <laughs> Today we're going to do something that has only happened a couple times on the podcast, and that is I am going to review a movie that is not expressly from a Christian perspective. I did this um, a while back, uh, probably a couple years ago now, when I watched the movie Me Before You. And my reason for doing it then is very similar to my reason for doing it now. And that is, I like movies that sh- spread awareness to um, disabilities and the people that have them and show that the disability is only part of a person's life and it doesn't define them. I try as someone who's in a wheelchair, to show people that I have been to use a wheelchair, but the wheelchair isn't me. And I think that this movie kind of shows that for a young man uh, with Down syndrome. And the significance of this, um, of Zach's story, who incidentally is played by Zach um, in the film, is that he has aspirations that go far above being in not only a care facility, but a nursing home. And we will get into more of the ins and outs of this podcast, um, or of this story as we go further into the podcast. But first, Dan, why don't you help us with our quote of the day? But of course. While you've been doing the paperwork, we've been doing something called Living, the peanut butter falcon. And uh, again, I wish that I had the characters' names in front of me. Uh, um, that was maybe Tyler's you, quote. Tyler, okay. Do you have a like a list of characters in front of you there, Dan? No, but I have the handy dandy official by or uh, synopsis, which tells the main two characters. Okay, so can you give me? Do you have the name of of Zach's caregiver? The young lady Eleanor. Home. Okay, so we're talking about Tyler, Eleanor, and Zach primarily. Those are the three main characters. So now that gives us context for the film. Basically, the the premise of the film, and then I'll give you a brief synopsis, and then we'll go into the theatrical trailer. The premise of the film is that Zach is a, a man with Down syndrome who is um, without family, so he ends up. In a, in a nursing home and he has an elderly roommate. He doesn't really fit in because he was basically just put in this nursing home because there's nowhere else to put him. So yep. with that intro, let's hear the theatrical trailer and then we'll get into some details. All righty. Three, two, one. Sheep in this world, and there are wolves in this world. And I know that you two boys are just two weary travelers who lost your way. So, 
We're going to clean you up right with a baptism. I'm more of a baptism by fire type. Okay. Come to my wrestling <laughs> school and become a badass. That's what he wants to do with the rest of his life. Yes, it is. You let a half-naked boy with Down syndrome who has no idea how to get along in this world just slip out from under your nose. You two are close. We are. Well, then you'll figure out where he's at and you'll bring him back. Are you following me? Maybe we could be friends and buddies, bro dogs, and chill. Have a good time. You seen the wrestling schools in Aiden? Yes. One long road leads all the way down. I'll drop you there then. I'm looking for a missing person. Have you seen him? A little man on a lamb. Make your girlfriend back there, Eleanor. Two bandits on the run. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. Rule number one, don't slow me down. Rule number two, I'm in charge. Hey, what's rule number one? Party. <laughs> no, not party. <laughs> Zach, you have a young boy with Down syndrome in the middle of nowhere. All right, well, while you've been doing paperwork, we've been doing something called living. Oh, man! Tyler, I'm gonna give you all of my wishes for my birthday. I made a promise to him, give him that wrestling school in Aiden. No, we're not gonna hop on your yeah. little raft and cruise around down the river. It's hey, Eleanor, I don't wanna go home. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, how far is it? About that far on the map. Are your fingers to scale? Yep. <laughs> I think it's time for us to go back now. We could be a family. Friends are the family you choose. Wrestlers got alter egos. You need a name. Falcon. Peter Butter Falcon! <laughs> all right and there you have the theatrical trailer for peanut butter falcon um now dan is going to help to guide this discussion as we discuss some additional details okie dokie we're on the general thoughts portion of this questionnaire so what's positive general thoughts happy things well first of all just to go back a little bit to why i decided to review this film uh, is i i really appreciate uh, things that take a positive view of people with disabilities and really kind of delve into some of their struggles. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was particularly poignant that there is a film with a, a gentleman with Down syndrome because we see countries like uh, Iceland uh, or is it Ireland? I forget right now off the top of my head which country it is, but I think it's one of those who said we have eliminated Down syndrome from their country. And that when you first hear that, you're like, well, have you found some genetic reason why it happens and and eliminated that? But then you find out it's because they abort all of their Down syndrome babies, basically. They don't allow them to live. And so that is their method of eliminating them. And, you know, there's other stats that say as many as 90% I don't remember if this is a U.S. statistic or not, but as many as 90% of babies that are known to have Down syndrome before they are born are aborted. Maybe Dan can do a quick 
Google search and find a number for us. But I know what he's going to find is fairly high because um, people don't think often that people with birth defects have much to give and other disabilities. So my first thought about this film is I hope that it caused the co-stars to realize that all life is precious, that Zach, uh, who they acted with, is just as valuable as you or I, um, and even though he had some added challenges. The other thing I would say is um, it kind of pointed to a stereotype because his family abandoned him, and so he had a very low view of himself because of what people said. Uh, he gets called retarded a few times in the film, and he, it really gets him down at times. But um, his his friend, Tyler, uh, tells him that he can be a hero because he can't. he doesn't need to allow other people to define who he is. And I just thought that was really good. And then Tyler's fighting his own demons because through the course of the film you find out that he fell asleep at the wheel and as a result his father, his brother passed away. So, <laughs> Have you found any information for us there, Dan? Well, <clears throat> I already knew what caused Down Syndrome. It's uh, called, uh, I think it's trying me 21. It's Basically, chromosome number 21, the, instead of the normal pair, you have an extra chromosome. Yes. So mm-hmm. you have three of them. Uh, actually, I knew a kid with Down syndrome when I was younger. When we were living in Iowa, one of my uh, classmates, had a, their, her little brother had Down syndrome. Sweet kid. I loved him. He's a great kid, but, you know, it's not easy for him. You know, generally speaking, Down syndrome has... Um, speech impairment, you know, sometimes a fairly broad face, like the case of Zach in the movie. And then uh, also optical impairment, cognitive impairments of, of various types. Usually uh, you heard, well, you heard Zach speaking uh, in the movie. That's actually uh, somewhat light on the speech impairment. Cause they oh, can get absolutely. Usually they speak much slower uh, and a little more slurred. Did you find an abortion statistic on Down syndrome at all? Um, okay. <laughs> Healthline. Uh, due to abortions, only one or two babies with Down syndrome are born each year in Iceland. Oh, that was Iceland. I thought that was the case. Um, so, yeah, Iceland is the one that basically brags that they have none with Down syndrome. Yep. And it's because they do not allow them to be born. Okay, so here's a couple statistics for um, terminated babies with Down syndrome. Okay. In, besides Iceland, Denmark has about 90% of pregnancies with Down syndrome diagnosis being terminated. For France, it's 77%. For the United States, it's 67%. Okay, so I'm I'm gratified, I guess, to know that it's a little bit lower than I thought, but... Just consider uh, if you had a quarterback, to use the sports analogy, that was connecting on 67% of his passes, you'd be pretty happy with his production. So uh, it's still a pretty high number in yes. my mind. Well, that's even with the <clears throat> 67% of the babies with Down syndrome are aborted, you have to remember that abortion rates are fairly high 
in the United States. It's not, it's not all concentrated. And even with that, you still have the average of 6,000 babies born with Down syndrome in the United States per year. That is, that is, uh, uh surprising that it's that big, but, but yes. 60, but there's also a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of people and 67 is still a big number, as I said. Yep. But getting back into the movie. Happy um, thoughts, happy thoughts. I, I just really like the way this is played. Like I, I read some reviews that said it was kind of overplayed, but I really felt like it was, it struck a good balance and, there was some emotional moments, but it wasn't overly sappy. I really felt like they played it well. It was kind of billed as a modern day Huckleberry Finn, modern day Mark Twain type, modern, modern day Mark Twain type adventure. And it really was in a lot of ways. Um, even down to going down the river on a raft. Yeah. So there's a lot of fun stuff in here. I, it, the the thing that was interesting to me about it was there's a lot of stuff that wasn't uh, that they didn't use exposition on. Like you knew that he didn't have a family, but you didn't really know the the uh, a, the reason why his family left or what the backstory was. That you knew that Eleanor was close to him, and you knew that she worked there, but you didn't really know why. Mm-hmm. You find out later in the movie that she's a widow. But she doesn't elaborate beyond that. So just a lot of things that they could have talked about in the film, but they didn't. But hey, that leaves it open for a sequel. <laughs> or a prequel or any kind of thing like that. But yeah, else, or at least well. open to the imagination. You know, you can kind of fill yeah. in the details in your head. So we've talked about the happy-go-lucky things. How about the negatives? Well, I, I kind of go back to the exposition thing because – I would have liked to see a little bit more of why um, Tyler was on the run. I mean, they alluded to it. He was – he, he had stolen some equipment from competitive or from competitors who are fishermen and they started this feud where uh, they would pick on him. He burned some of their stuff. And then they chased him throughout the movie. So and there could have been a little bit better explanation of that stuff. But again, I, I, if you, I think that the, the filmmakers had a goal to make it a little bit ambiguous and make you guess. So it's not necessarily a horrible thing. Well, and they were also going for the Mark Twain style and Mark Twain didn't really elaborate on that kind of thing anyways. Well, that is true. You don't hear much about. Um, Tom Sawyer before Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn before Huck Finn. So, yep. So besides the funny parts, which by the way, this trailer is kind of hilarious. What is the biggest lesson that you think you took away from this film? Uh, I think the biggest lesson is you never know when you're going to make a friend. I mean, initially Tyler didn't want Zach around. Probably, yeah. probably like many people in Zach's life. But then Zach was following him. And then when push came to shove literally and uh, Zach was pushed into the water uh, after he said he couldn't swim, Tyler came to his rescue. And it was interesting. He actually punched the kid that was taunting Zach. And I thought I, I actually turned to my uncle in the theater and I was like, he punched a kid. Because here's this 20-something guy <laughs> punching an 11-year-old kid. I mean, the kid was cocky, 
Yeah. Uh, so he deserved it, but if there were any parents around, they would have been <laughs> really have been a mess. ticked off, especially since parents today don't seem to not think their kids do anything wrong. So My kid's a sweet little angel. There's no way he or she could be this little devil inside. <laughs> Emma, you want, really, you want to watch the videotape? But anyway, um, <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, and I, I, I think the casting was, was really good as well to backtrack a little bit. Cause having, uh, it did look like it. Shayla LaBeouf and then Dakota Johnson, uh, star in this film. And, uh, so I, I thought they did really well. Mm hmm. So, how would you rate this film? One Flying Falcon to Five Flying Falcons. Well, I'm going to go ahead and rate this film three out of five. And the reason is because there is language concerns. This isn't a family film. No. You can't sit down with your kids and popcorn and watch this film. But I, I really think, much like I said with me before you, if you have old, if you have teens like 14 or 15 and older in the house to watch this and then have a heart to heart, real honest conversation, about how to treat other people that are different from you and how to reach for your dreams even when you have struggles. I think it's definitely worth watching and I would recommend it. So a solid three out of five. Awesome. So final thoughts? Final thoughts are when I went into the movie theater, I knew that I was looking forward to watching it, but it definitely struck a deeper chord than I was expecting. And I was really pleased to see that. And there's a really interesting twist at the end that will throw you a little bit. I'm not going to give away what that is, but I encourage you to go and watch this film. As of this recording, it's still playing at my local Celebration Cinema here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, I don't know if it will be by the time this is posted, but I know... Dan was telling me before we recorded that you could already pre-order uh, the movie for DVD. So make sure that if you don't get to see it in the theaters that you maybe rent the DVD from Amazon or buy it. I think it would be worth having. You betcha. So um, I think that's about all I have time for today. But I'll just tell I will just sign off now and tell you to have a great weekend and keep serving. The best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 